okay, a older boy kissed you. Like it's yeah. not okay, but like you were in sixth, seventh grade. Like move on, you know. The pretty little, pretty little, pretty little podcast. Was I flat? <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Pretty Little Podcast. We're your hosts, Emily and Maria. So we're just going to start out with a little summary of the first Pretty Little Liars book in the series written by Sarah Shepard and published on October 3rd, 2006. So the story starts out um, with basically a group of friends, the main most popular leader of the group, the manipulative, Queen Bee, as you could say, <laughs> yeah, the manipulative Queen Bee, um, Alison De Laurentiis goes missing um, the summer going into eighth grade and her group of four friends, five, including her, five, including her. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, she goes missing. And so the book is kind of them going into their junior year of high school and sort of dealing with the aftermath of that. She's still missing. They don't know like what happened to her. There's signs everywhere still. And the three girls are sort of estranged. They kind of all went their separate ways and did different things for the past three years. So Arya, she is sort of the independent kind of oddball free spirit. She returns to Rosewood from a three-year trip to Iceland with her family and comes back a lot more sophisticated and kind of mature than when she left. And she meets um, Ezra Fitz, who is revealed to be her English teacher, but she meets him without knowing that in a bar and they make out in the bathroom and she <laughs> they get drunk and yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then it's a surprise and throughout the book she kind of continues to see him even though He's her teacher, so that's, like, one of her secrets. Um, But also, we find out that before her family left for Iceland, when she was with Allie, um, before Allie went missing, um, they ran into her dad while he was cheating on her mom. So that's another one of her secrets that she's kind of dealing with throughout the book. Next girl is Emily. Uh, She's a swimmer. She's dating a guy named Ben. Um, She was sort of in love with Allie back in seventh grade, so she's still kind of dealing with that she's definitely the most like upset about Allie's disappearance um and she befriends a new girl in town who actually uh moved into Allie's old house her name's Maya St. Germain so her and Maya kind of develop a relationship throughout this book and that's kind of what her story is yeah and then we have Hannah who is kind of like she was the nerdiest sort of of the group. She was chubby and kind of like not as sort of nerdy. And she kind of rises to popularity in the three years that Allie's been missing and kind of like almost takes her place in a sense. Mm-hmm. And she loses a bunch of weight and she's hanging out with this other former nerd, Mona Vanderwall, um, who the, Allie notoriously made fun of as well. Um, and they start shoplifting and it kind of becomes like a little thing they do, even though they're both wealthy and can afford everything that they're stealing um and hannah kind of struggles with bulimia throughout the book and um she is her secrets are basically like revolving around her bulimia and also her like her shame of once being a nerd and chubby and Mm -hmm. and also the fact that she got caught shoplifting several times yes okay and then the last liar um is spencer and Spencer um, is struggling with her rival- rivalry with her <laughs> older sister, Melissa, who um, is a couple years older than her, and she's always competed with Melissa for everything. Um, things get interesting with Spencer when um, her and Melissa's new boyfriend start, like, flirting. Um, Melissa and her new boyfriend um, move back home for an extended period of time, so um, Spencer and Melissa's boyfriend, Ren, um, kind of start forming a relationships that's kind of where her secrets are yeah and then throughout the story the liars start to get threatening text messages um that sort of like reveal their personal secrets and then also an overarching secret between all of them which is referred to as the jenna thing which we don't find out what that is in this book but we will later on um and they just automatically start to think that it's their friend allison texting them who's still obviously currently missing um and then they are actually shocked to find out that the police found her body in Allie's backyard slash Maya St. Germain's new house. Um, So they realize that the text must be from someone else. Um, And then they all attend her funeral at the end of the book and receive a text saying, I'm still here, bitches, and I know everything. A. So that's kind of where the book leaves off. Okay, so now we're going to talk a little bit about our own individual reading experiences. Listeners, just as a reminder, um, I read, I think, most of the books when I was in grade school, but Maria only read the first one, 
ignore her pouring a glass of wine in the background of this. <laughs> um, and but Lush. she. Okay, but she did read, or sorry, she did listen to all of the... Watch. (laughs) But she did watch the entire series, so she has great perspective on that point, and so I think we're just going to talk a little bit now about, like, our experience rereading this first book. Shout out to Marlene King, the creator of Pretty Little Liars on ABC Family. (laughs) So, honestly, my rereading experience was really good. Um, I kind of had, like, worries going into rereading it because I was afraid that it would be, like, a bad writing. Super judgmental of me just because I think that, like, because it was a YA novel, I was a little worried that it was going to be, like, super shallow or whatever. Um, But, honestly, I was really impressed by Sarah Shepard's writing I think she tackled the challenge of having four different point of views in one pretty short book really well. Like, she had very clear different point of views and different voices. And I, I that would be so hard to have, like, four different girls have their own unique perspectives on, like, same events and stuff like that. So I'm, like, really impressed on how she handled that. And I think that it was overall, like, really well written. It was, like, fun to read at the same time, but it was, like, more challenging than I expected like it actually kind of was was more like mysterious and like all of that so I actually had a really great overall reading experience and I'm really excited to read the rest yeah my reading experience was honestly excellent I had like a really good time reading the books or book honestly like I loved the show and I kind of went in sort of with the same thoughts like I didn't think the book would honestly hold up very well and I kind of thought it would be sort of boring and just kind of like since I've seen the show and I know it so well I thought like this will just kind of be like more of the same but honestly I felt like it had like a really good pacing I felt like it moved along at a great pace like it it carried a lot of covered a lot of ground like with the show everything that happens in the first book kind of happens in like the first episode or like the first or second episode and so I just was kind of amazed by how like the book I felt like dug into more details but it still didn't really feel like it was missing anything and Mm -hmm. and I just felt like I was able to get to know the characters in like a different way and Mm -hmm. and I was also just like surprised at how um like Emily said like how well written it actually was yeah great Okay, so uh, now we're going to go into each of the liars, the girls, and talk a little bit more about, like, specific things that happened to them throughout the book and our thoughts on that. So we're going to start with Arya, who, once again, as Maria said, is kind of the wild child. She's super independent and super mature. So um, one of the scenes uh, with Arya that we found particularly interesting is when she first meets Ezra, she's... The middle of the day, she had just gotten back from Iceland. Mm-hmm. And she like goes, that day. That day. She goes to a bar in their small town. Doesn't get carded. Doesn't get carded and drinks whiskey. Like three whiskeys. Three whiskeys. And a pint. <laughs> so, and we were just astounded because also a reminder, these girls are juniors in high school. Yeah. So she does not have a mature, like. No. Even if they started drinking like seventh grade, which I think they did. Which is crazy early. Like, she should right. not... You're still not going to order, like, a whiskey. So let weird. alone three. Yeah, let alone three at, like, what, 2 p.m. So, that's just very much Aria, though. Um, but also still so weird, no matter how, like, mm-hmm. cool girl she is. Mm-hmm. Very weird. <laughs> we'll spill my wine, speaking of <laughs> drinking. Yeah, and we're over here, like, 22. <laughs> yeah, like, I... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I couldn't drink whiskey if I got paid to it. No. Well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, that's dramatic. Anyway, um, so we that we just like love that for Aria though. <laughs> <laughs> we just love that for Aria though. Um, what are some more points about Aria? Um, her relationship with Ezra, like I think we've sort of wondered if that's. Because we always kind of grew up thinking it was, like, so hot and so, like, oh, my God, I want that. But now we're kind of looking at it from an older perspective of, like, that's actually not appropriate at all. Yeah, it's a little weird. So she's 16 Mm -hmm. and Ezra is – Like, probably 22, 23. 22, 23. At the youngest, he is 22. At the youngest, he's 22. At the oldest, he's, like, 23 or 24. Mm -hmm. But probably 23. Yeah. We did not need that much (laughs) explanation. But, yeah, he's – he is an adult, 
Like, and she is 16. Like, you aren't an adult at 16. You could maybe be an adult at 18. You're definitely not at 16. Definitely not. And, like, when Ezra first meets Arya, she does lead him to believe that she's in college. Right. So nothing against him at the beginning. Yes. But to carry on the relationship after that is, is still... And also, I have I find it really hard to believe that, like, she doesn't look 16. I agree. I, I Because, like, yeah, maybe she dresses much more mature, whereas, like, maybe, like make like i don't know maybe she can pass for like an 18 but i have a hard time believing that she passes for like 23 agree i mean like she he did think that she was in college but still i I don't know like just super weird yeah and then so they still see each other like throughout the book and you know she really like tells him about what's going on with her parents because she's struggling with that secret so you know they i think they do issues (laughs) i think they do have like a good relationship however it is yeah, I think it's, like, eventually fine. Like, it's not, like, you can tell eventually that he's not just, like, creepily lusting over her. Like, he does actually like her. But I do think it's a little bit alarming that, like, a, like a week into them knowing each other, he still carries on the relationship after knowing that, like, he's her teacher and that she's really 16. It's, like, you really should have just cut that off. And I know he tries to, but yeah, he doesn't try hard enough. I'm sorry. And also another thing about Ezra and Arya is, like, they literally had only, like, hooked up once it's Mm -hmm. not like they were seeing each other for an entire summer right like they hadn't gotten to know each other for a summer and then he found out it's like no you literally just met you'd be fine if you never saw each other again yeah you're not like there's no like they're acting as if they're like star-crossed lovers and if they they would die if they weren't together it's like no you'd be both fine and our and we get this from Arya's perspective so also like we just don't know exactly what his perspective is but she Mm -hmm. like literally after hanging out one time was like Ezra is the man for me like she was yeah which honestly is sort of like realistic just because like it's she's a teenage girl and like she has just gotten back from Iceland where she like thinks she's so mature and Mm -hmm. so cultured and worldly and so it's like and also like even so the day after they meet or whatever um she sends him a poem that she wrote (laughs) yeah this is so funny which is just yeah, she literally sends him, like, a texts him a poem of, like, about his eyes and stuff. And yeah. I'm just like, how, like, are you bold enough to do that? Like, I couldn't do that now when I'm 22. Yeah, when you're 16. I don't know. Maybe now I'm thinking almost, like, maybe I could have done that at 16. Not yeah. now. Like, you grow and you learn that, like, that's actually not okay at all. It's so cringy. <laughs> so cringy. But I respect her for it. And yeah. I want to do that someday. Honestly, I really have a lot of respect for Arya for being so bold in that situation. However, like, just... Doesn't he, he, like, responds pretty well to it, doesn't he? I don't know. I can't remember now. I don't. I can't remember. I think he did respond. And then the second he responds, she realizes that he's his teacher. Or he's. Oh, oh, yeah. That's it. That's it. She texts him, like, while she's in class. And then he looks at his phone or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. Okay. Yeah, that's very interesting. A lot lot to unpack there, but. Yeah, yeah. We're obviously going to get more into that as the books go on. Yes, also, um. Agreed. Sorry, I didn't mean to No, go on. <laughs> Cut me off there. <laughs> um, a question, though, we need to discuss is, if you were in Ari's position and you caught your dad cheating, uh-huh. would you have told your mom? I like. I would like to think that I would, just because that seems, like, more instinctual. Like, I would be so angry with my dad that I would just, like, run home and tell my mom. But I, I think from what, what I remember, I think the dad, like, knows Arya knows, and he, like, convinces her to not tell. So maybe, like, if my dad pleaded with me, like, I could probably be convinced not to. And I think Allie had something to do with the influence of, like, not telling the mom to, like, you'd ruin her life and all that. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, as a 16-year-old, who knows what you'd do. But I'd like to think that I would still tell. What about you? Um, I think it depends on the situation. If I were in Arya's exact situation where she finds out her dad comes to her and says, you know, it was a one-time thing. And they pretty much immediately moved to Iceland. Yeah. Where I think that as it's like, and she was in seventh grade then. You know, right. Yeah. I forget that she was she in was seventh so grade. She was so young. Like she was 12. But I almost feel like that would make me tell my mom even sooner. Like the younger I am, the more inclined I feel like I would be to yeah. tell. I also think you'd have like a lot less understanding. Yeah. Like, Cause like. Very much more black and white to it. Right. Like world. as a 16 year old, I could maybe be like. Well, we're going to Iceland. Like, we'll be a family again. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Like, I can justify it in a way. But as a seventh grader, I, w- I might just be like, I'm telling mom, like, so upset by it. Yeah. But I don't know. Who knows? It's really hard to say when you're not like in that position. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Well. <laughs> um. So the next liar we're gonna discuss is 
Emily. Um, once again, Emily is a swimmer. She is a lesbian. Kind of like yeah. confused. Like she's not sure what, but she is a yeah, lesbian. she is a lesbian. But in, in this book, at least, she's still trying to kind of figure that Come out. Come to terms with that. And I think by the end, she does. Yeah, agreed. Um, Emily's really interesting and her perspective is really interesting because she really gives us a different side of Allie. Um, the other girls are, have their own relationship with Allie and a lot of it is kind of now like looking back a little contentious, mm-hmm. like they're starting to kind of have like a bad taste in their mouth about Allie. They've like, like had time to realize that it wasn't like the healthiest friendship and yeah. that she kind of used them like mm-hmm. to have their secrets and things like that and lies. Mm-hmm. But Emily still kind of holds like these fond memories of her and like how much she loved Allie and yeah agreed. And so she, we see her perspective a lot of, like, looking back fondly of, like, their memories. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind because of that, because a lot of her time in the book is spent, like, reminiscing on Allie, we don't get to know her, like, actual personality as much as the other girls, I feel like. Yeah, agreed. I also think Emily, like, right now, like, she, her character is a little flat, but I also think that is a character development tool that Sarah Shepard is using because Emily's going to have so much growth with not only, Mm -hmm. like, figuring out her sexuality, but, like, her character development right now is actually just, like, sort of, she doesn't know who she is yet. Right. So I think that it's going to, like, really be good along the next couple books where we, like, Emily kind of really comes into her own. I think her character is only going to get better from here. And it already does, like, by the end of this book, she's already grown so much. Like, she's come to terms with, like, who she is more. And I think, like, a lot of this book, like, most of the girls in their own way have kind of moved on from Allie's disappearance. Whereas, like, since Emily was, like, literally in love with her, she hasn't moved on in the same way that they have. So she's sort of, like, stuck in that same place that she she was in, like, seventh grade, I feel like. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, Another thing about um, Emily we should talk about is just – her being lesbian in general once again this book was published in 2006 yeah and i think that was pretty early totally for there to be a main character who is part of the lgbtq especially like i feel like um like a lesbian character because like i feel like society at that point was like maybe becoming more comfortable with like male gayness but like female gayness i feel like there's still sort of like a stigma in like television and books and stuff with that and it's not as like popularized and so like i know watching the show too like growing up it was like so crazy to see someone who was like a female like our age who was like a lesbian it just wasn't something you saw on tv yeah and she also like she isn't stereotyped in no, not at all. In way that I think would have been much more popular back then, especially. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really interesting too. Um, right. And even like the the women that Emily does end up having relationships with, like Maya, for example, they're both very feminine. There isn't mm-hmm. like this notion of one of them being the more masculine. No, and like in the future, she does like at least on the show. I haven't read the other books, but in the show she does date like other girls and they're all like very different and diverse like none of them are like a stereotype and I think that's like that was super important honestly I agree I also do really think that um her trying to come to terms with their own sexuality is done pretty well totally given that it was written a quite a while ago um I really do we know if Sarah Shepard is a lesbian I, I feel like she could be. I agree. I think she definitely could be. Or at least have, like, someone really close yeah, to Yeah, totally. That would actually... I kind of hope that. Let's just assume. Yeah, we'll fact check <laughs> it and let you guys know the next episode. Yeah, Let's just assume she's a lesbian, though. <laughs> but I kind of love that. Let's, like, turn that off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Let's just assume people are gay unless they say otherwise. Agreed. Um, okay, but um, what was I saying about... Oh, I really appreciate how... Um, like, I think that Emily and Maya, I think that they, like, are really well done and, like, that they are confused, but it's okay to be mm-hmm. confused. Like, there isn't a Well, and really... I also think, like, it's sort of implied that Maya might be bi. Yeah. Which is already sort of groundbreaking, too, because, like, there is such a stigma, there at least was such a stigma against, like, bisexuals. Like, it was, like, not considered a real thing. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's also just important, too, because it was, like, I remember watching the show and she, like, Maya was, like, later dates a guy and just being, like, I remember at the time I was, like, well, I thought she was a lesbian. And it's, yeah. like, I don't know. I feel like that's just so eye-opening, like, to read as, like, a young adult. And also, just, like, in general, like, she really paved the way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what Emily's, like, struggles are with is actually just trying to figure out her feelings for Maya. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily her feelings in general for girls. 
Totally. Like and she, I think that's so important. Yeah, it's not like she's spending so much time like, am I a lesbian? Am I a lesbian? It's more she's just like, like, do I, I have... with Maya. Totally, yeah. Which and, is like what people should be doing in general. Yeah, like, it shouldn't be such like a black and white, like boys and girls. It should mm-hmm. just be like... Do I have feelings People. with this person? Totally. Um, which, once again, I keep saying, but, like, it was written in 2006, so it's so, like, It amazing. really was groundbreaking, yeah. honestly. And I feel like, especially, not to keep bringing it back to the show, but, like, it was literally on ABC Family. Like, that's just sort of, like, that was the family channel. Like, mm-hmm. that's what pe- families were watching, teenagers were watching, and it's, like, shaped everyone's minds, yeah. I feel like. Okay, also, one more point about Emily before we move on to Spencer is there is a weird, like, very very subtle mention of maybe emily's parents being racist yeah um which it cracks me but i don't think that's ever been a thing in the show no it was it was literally never mentioned on the show from what i remember and i've honestly seen the beginning of like the maya introduction like a lot yeah so i mean in the show they the her parents had a problem with her being lesbian we haven't gotten yeah, the, the mom had, like, a huge too. problem with that. But but I think, like, her mom finds out about Maya, like, doesn't want to hang out with Maya in the books. And she initially kind of thinks it might be because her mom, like, knows she's a lesbian or, like, is interested in Maya. And then she comes to terms with, like, oh, no, it's because, like, Maya's black. Like, mm-hmm. my parents are literally – or my mom is literally racist, which yeah. we thought was super interesting. Like, Yeah, I'm really excited to see how that storyline continues in their books. Totally. Like, if it's addressed again or if it's just kind of, like – a one-time thought that yeah. she thinks of but yeah it's like i remember it's at the very end of the chapter and she's like oh no my mom's racist yeah. or something like that which is just so crazy for a character to be like that direct right something like that so i think then we can kind of discuss like sort of spencer's journey throughout this book so just for a little background context um spencer in seventh grade did have a like illicit relationship with Ian who was one of Melissa's boyfriends Mm -hmm. and Ian um was a senior in high school at the time and she was like a seventh grader which is already insane and crazy and so crazy so that means he was once again at the least 17 but he's but he's probably 18 18. and even if he was 17 it's still not okay like he knows better and then Spencer was 12 literally 12 so that that's actually and also they didn't necessarily have a relationship but they did like make out which is still like not okay and the scene where she describes their make out was really really yeah like Like, it's already kind of it was like violent yeah it was like it it was pretty intense it wasn't just like a peck it wasn't like some truth or dare thing yeah like spin the bottle or something no it was like it was pretty intense like that summer was intense for all of them and i think like later at least on the show like we find out that ian was like creepy in a lot of different ways as well so We'll get more into that as the podcast goes on. But basically, Spencer's dealing kind of with sort of a cycle of that. So in this book, she sort of starts um, having an affair with Melissa's current boyfriend, Ren. And so it's kind of like we're seeing history repeat itself. Which for it to happen once is crazy. And then for it to happen twice <laughs> is in is like what's going on here. The age difference. It's, it's at this point, and she's trying. Yeah, at this point, it's like... Like, you don't have any... Like, the first time, okay, he's a lot older than you. He shouldn't... You, it shouldn't have happened, but it was yeah. his fault. You were so young. The second time, it's like, okay, Ren is... She... Melissa... Okay. Spencer is 16 still, so she's still underage. Ren has just graduated college. So it's kind of the same scenario with Ezra and Spencer. So it's still an inappropriate relationship, and honestly, the older male should still be held responsible. But, like, Spencer is still sort of to blame at this point. Like, yeah, she's still old enough to know right from wrong. And she's very smart. She knows right from wrong. Yeah, Spencer is the smartest one of the four as well. I also just think that um, if it had just happened with Ren, I think that might be forgivable because who knows, maybe, like, Spencer and Ren, like, belong together. Right, like, they have a a really nice... But it's, like, knowing the past history of her and Ian, it's like, no, you're you're up to something here. At this point, you're literally trying to go with Melissa's boyfriend. Yeah. Right, so, like, she's obviously receiving texts, like, bringing up this past mistake with Ian, but then, like, also bringing up, like, what she's currently doing with Ren, and so there's, like, a lot of history there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also it doesn't help that, like, her and Melissa have this, like, horrible competitive relationship. Um, and then throughout the book, too, like, she has kind of a hard relationship with her parents, too, because her parents are just, like, overachievers, and they want their daughters to succeed in, like, a academic and, like, really specific way and so she's they're sort of using like the barn which the barn is like this kind of like outhouse that they have or like pool house I guess yeah it's like honestly a guest house yeah and like when Melissa was in 
I think her junior year, she was able to move into the guest house or like the barn. And so the whole book, um, Spencer's kind of wanting to do the same thing. And like wants that freedom and her parents are sort of like wielding it as like a punishment by taking it away uh, when they find out about Rin and stuff. So that's sort of like one of her struggles too, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like shows how her parents like don't respect her. And honestly, she doesn't respect her parents or her family at all either. Yeah, agree. I mean, honestly, their whole like family dynamic is so weird. I feel like like it's they don't so have weird. Any like it's all based on like yeah, it's all based on like achievements and like yeah, yeah, one up being one another. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I really do feel sorry for Spencer for growing up in a situation like that. And Melissa as well. Like, I think you can really tell how it's affected them. Yeah, you almost can't blame her. Like, Melissa's always done a slightly better at everything throughout her whole life and so she's like constantly I feel like that's kind of Spencer's way of like getting back at her is like Mm -hmm. stealing her boyfriends yeah which is sad but it's kind of like what she was taught to do by her parents and so Spencer also had like the kind of the worst relationship with Allie as well it was very similar to Spencer's relationship with Melissa so Spencer and Allie were kind of always competing with each other Mm -hmm. and once again Allie was kind of always one step better than Spencer like Allie made the, the varsity team and Spencer made JV um, which actually doesn't make completely make sense to me because they were in seventh grade, but I guess they were like a different. School. I guess yeah, it was like a private school, so maybe it had like. Yeah, I think it was all like all sixth grades. I think they went from seventh to senior year. Okay, that makes sense. Which whatever. Um, so I, I think that like that's really interesting too. I want to like know more about Spencer and Ali's relationship because I'm just like interested in. Like, they never should have been friends just because yeah. they were both real. Like, I feel like Allie was super competitive, too. Yeah, of course. Allie likes being better than everyone, so I'm sure Allie and Spencer... Allie didn't like Spencer, too, because it was like Spencer was always trying to compete with Allie, whereas the other girls kind of all just, like, laid mm-hmm. down and let Allie do whatever she wanted a little right. bit. Right. Like, like, they just took it from her, but yeah, Spencer, like, yeah. fought back. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, lastly, we have Hannah, who... Basically, her whole thing is, like, that she's had this huge glow up, which we kind of already covered. Like, she's lost a lot of weight. She's no longer nerdy. She's really popular. She has this, like, cute boyfriend, but she wants to have sex with him. He has a virginity pledge. Like, Mm -hmm. there's this whole thing with that. Um, And she's obviously taking that to heart because that's, like, she's obviously insecure about herself. So when he says he doesn't want to have sex with her, she's taking that as, like, a personal failure. Yeah, Yeah. which, I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, I mean, like, it makes sense. Totally. And so she's kind of, like, shoplifting, obviously, like, compensating for her insecurity. Like, mm-hmm. with Mona, her new friend, who was, was also, like, a nerd. I already mentioned that. Um, and I thought that, like, the way they portrayed her eating disorder was, like, really interesting and, all like, brought a lot of good awareness, at least in the book. The show, it wasn't as – it wasn't quite as touched on. Like, you know that she had a kind of a struggle with it, but – bulimia wasn't really like talked about as much at least yeah I agree the way they did her eating disorder was really interesting Hannah also like I feel like there was a lot going on with Hannah in this book like Mm -hmm. she had like 15 different like yeah plot points like things going on like the other characters all kind of were a little streamlined I think it's because like, like she was sort of just like a hot mess like she she like would she's really like reactive like she reacts to everything and so that would get her into even more trouble like where the other girls I think were more just like scared of the text like Hannah was so bold in a way like she would she would just like like with the she steals her boyfriend's car after he doesn't want to have sex with her and so it's like just like that reaction alone is like none of the other girls I don't think would really do that you know and like so on that point like she steals the car when she's been drinking it's his dad's car actually so it's Mm -hmm. a super nice car her and Mona literally drive around Rosewood. Drunk. So drunk. She has a bottle of, what, Grey Goose? Yeah, yeah. Her in a car, and she's literally taking swigs while driving around. Mm-hmm. And then crashes the car. And then just leaves the car, like walks home. Just walks home. So and this is after she's gotten in trouble with the police for, like, shoplifting, and her mom's already slept with the cop to, like, get her out of the charges. So, like, she's just really wrapped in it. And also, like, she's not just, like, having secrets being texted to her. Like, she's involved with the law. Like, she's had run-ins with the law. Yeah, exactly. Like, which she's is scarier. in trouble, and she's just making things worse for herself. Right. Which, I will say, though, like, I do have a lot of respect for her, because she just, like, she does, like, stand up for herself, and, like, she knows what she wants. So, yeah, but yeah, obviously, she's I not agree. handling it in a good way. None of them are. <laughs> like, none of them <laughs> are. are. But they're teenagers so like what do you expect yeah honestly um but yeah so you mentioned the thing about um her mom with the officer which we didn't discuss yes another weird situation with ages yes another may december romance (laughs) (laughs) so ashley Marin is her mom she's kind of like this hot lawyer is she a lawyer no she's a banker yeah 
So Hannah's parents got divorced like four years ago. Yeah, I want to say the divorce was happening probably like for the summer that Allie moved away. I think it was around that time. Um, and you mean to- sorry, what did I say? <laughs> moved away. <laughs> well, in a sense, she moved away to hell. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so um, sixteen-year-olds don't go to hell. <laughs> a firm belief. Uh, I have. Yeah, okay, you're right. So um, they got divorced. So Hannah's actually also still struggling with like. Her dad leaving them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so. she obviously, like, that's kind of contributing to, like, her bulimia as well. Exactly. Like, she just feels insecure in every way. Yeah. So, um, Hannah's mom, who we don't 100% know how old she is, but she's got to be over the age of 40. Yeah, but I also feel like we sort of get, have the impression, like, they mention how beautiful she is. Like, I feel like we're sort of under the impression that she's, like, maybe a younger mom. Yeah, yeah. Not, but not, like, so young. Yeah, agreed. So she, um, when Hannah gets in trouble for shoplifting... The officer, Darren Wilden, who also is, like, 22, 23. Which is wild. He's the same age as Melissa and Ren. And and Ezra. Ezra Yeah, we talked about this, like, the only ages in the book are, like, 16 or 22. And then, like, there's parents. But, like, 16 and 22 are, like, the ages she chose. It was like, (laughs) I'm sticking with these. Um, Anyway, so, so Ashley goes on a date and ends up having sex with this officer. Wilden. Is it a date? I don't know. Yeah, it's not really said. But basically, Hannah's, like, sitting on the couch and her mom, like, stumbles in with Darren. Secret. 15, 20 year age difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually love it because women's older. Right, and she's doing, and I respect the hell out of Ashley Marin. Like, she will do whatever it takes to protect her daughter. Agreed, even when her daughter's being a little shit. Yeah. Like, she literally shoplifted. Like, I feel like most moms would be like, you're going to pay the consequence for this. But her mom was like, no, I'm going to literally sleep with the cop to get you out of it. Like, she wasn't even at risk of, like, going to jail. Probably just, like, some community service or something. But, like, yeah, she's yeah. a badass, honestly. Um, But I do wonder your opinion on, like, so Hannah does make a lot of bad choices in this book. And she is also kind of seen as, like, the prettiest, really popular, mm-hmm. really cute boyfriend, all that. Like, she is kind of, like, the character that I think a lot of younger girls reading this book would, like, want to be. But, mm-hmm. like, do you think that, like, her drinking and driving, her shoplifting, her, you know, like, all of these things is, like, bad for a younger re- reader or our age reader? Like, you? <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely influenced by her. No, I actually think, like, not really just because it's not like it's being painted in, like, this exciting light of, like, this is a good thing to be doing. Like, I almost think, like, I don't want to be, like, a prude or anything. I almost feel like something like Euphoria would honestly honestly be, like, putting, like, a more positive spin on doing drugs or drinking and driving. Mm -hmm. Like, that kind of vibe. Because I feel like no one's, like, congratulating Hannah or, like, she's not really looking like she's even having that good of a time. I agree. It's, like, sad. And you know that she's, like, feeling really horrible about it like she wakes up the next morning and is like oh no what have I done like no one wants to be in that situation and I think like with other shows that are maybe on today it's like oh we're just wild and young but like when I was watching Hannah do these things or like reading Hannah do these things I wasn't like oh I want to be doing that too I was more just like wow I hope she can get it together because like we know that she ultimately is like a really bright unique person kind of I actually really agree with you like She's not, like, like what you said, she's not, like, having fun doing these things. Mm -mm. She's doing them all out of, like, a place of, like, real pain. Yeah. So it's, like, you read it, and, like, I think Sarah Shepard does do a really good job of portraying it, because you read it, like, just feeling sorry for her. Totally. Like, even bulimia and stuff, it's, like, truly something she struggles with. It's not something, like, she does. She's not, like, just doing it to be vain, which, I mean, I don't think anyone is. Like, it's obviously a mental illness, but it's, like she's not just doing it like I don't I want to be skinny like she's really struggled with this in the past and it's already obviously coming from like issues with her dad and issues with Mm -hmm. her mom and like issues with how Allie treated her so it's like it's really sad and like no one I don't think it would influence anyone to do it I mean if if you're mentally ill sure it would influence you to do it but you can't like blame a movie or a or a book for like making someone do that I feel like I agree and I think that she also continuously says like I'm better now. I don't do this anymore. Totally. Like, she, she like, she doesn't want to do it. It's like no, totally she's not like, promoting it. Yeah, exactly. And I also think, like, it's good for teens to, or, like, young adults to read a book and, like, or watch a show and, like, see that rep- that type of personality or, like, illness represented because it's, like, if someone is struggling with that, they can be, like, oh, wow, like, I thought I was the only person doing this or I thought I was the only person who was, like, this insecure and they might be able to, like, recognize and, like, correct 
yeah, their behavior. It's something that's easier to recognize in other people as well. Easier, totally. Easier than to recognize in yourself. So I think that if you see someone else like struggling with something like that and Hannah calls it out or whatever. And they might be able to be like, oh, wait, that isn't a good behavior. Like that's toxic. I can see that she's really unhappy. Maybe I yeah. should like evaluate what I'm doing. Yeah. I also am really interested. Like you said, like the movie kind of like only touches on it. It's not really something that's very like well drawn out um Mm -hmm. so i am really interested to see how this is carried out into the next me too if it's something that she like ends up going to therapy for if she my hope is that like it's not just like slowly sort of fades away like i hope she like confronts it or like it's something she continues to struggle with because i don't i think that that would just like be more realistic so i'm i'm really interested to see how that plays out I'm, i'm worried that you're right because i can't really remember yeah reading disorder from from reading the books in the first place like i remember she had it right and i think that like the friends find out and Mm -hmm. i think they like help her through it trying to help her but i don't look i don't have very specific memories of of it so i'm I'm not stay tuned yeah stay tuned i'm really interested to see what happens as well yeah i honestly think like out of all the girls i'm sort of like most interested in like how hannah's story continues honestly yeah, agrees. I think Hannah, like, once again, is a hot mess. Like, she is just, like, just... Totally, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, on the show, at least she's always been my favorite just because I feel like she has, like, kind of, like, the most relatable personality and she's just, like, so much fun and, and like, kind of is just, like, the most real out of all of them, I always thought. So I'm excited to see, like, where the book takes her. Yeah, I agree. The show, like, Hannah's, like, definitely the funniest. Totally. Like, she is just, like, quick to humor. It's just kind of, like... And she always has, like, the most human responses to things. Like, people, they'll be, like, discovering something, and it'll be, like, horrifying. And she's the only one who's, like, this is disgusting and scary. And everyone's, like, let's keep going. And she's, like, no. And I feel like I'm always, like, why isn't everyone doing what she's doing? Like, that's (laughs) how I'd be reacting. Okay, so then which character do you think is your favorite in this book, at least? Or, like, which liar do you really, like, resonate with? Or, like, maybe, like, a favorite moment or something? Um, so I feel like I'm kind of, like, a broken record because I keep talking about Hannah. But I honestly, like, I do think she's probably my favorite in this book. I'm interested to see, like, about the future. But in this book, I think I just am, like, really – I really admire her boldness. But I just wish she would use it in, like, a more positive, like, constructive way. And I'm excited to see, like, when her and the girls become friends again because I want to see, like, how she kind of, like, influences them and, you know, molds them and helps them. And I'm also, like, I really admire Emily in this book, too, just because I feel like she's really grieving still. And I think that, like, she's she's kind of having to figure out a lot on her own. Like, she doesn't – she really doesn't have any friends. Okay. Like, she, her new friend Maya, who she's, like, in love with. But that's kind of it. Like, she doesn't really have any friends. And, like, I – I feel like it's just so sad. Like, none of them really have friends, but, like, at least Hannah has Maya. Like, Spencer kind of is, like, in her own world. That's what I meant. (laughs) Hannah has Mona. And I feel like Spencer's kind of, like, in her own little world. Like, she's only worried about, like, academics and stuff. And Aria has, like, her Iceland. Or Iceland, oh, my God. And I just feel like Emily's really alone. Yeah, I agree. I I actually was going to say I uh, have a lot of respect for Emily in this book, too, because I think that she, once again, has the most most growth. And, like, I think that um, she is, like, really brave in, like, a very, like, relatable way. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, like, with girls like Hannah and Arya, and even Spencer to a certain extent, it's, a like, young readers are, like, I could never be them. Like, totally. It, it's, like, a little, like, they're, Emily's the most relatable because she's, like, struggling. Like, yeah, she's, like, more timid and, like, yeah. a, and it's, like, more relatable because, like, I couldn't do half of the stuff that the other girls yeah, do. Yeah, like, our, is a teenage girl really going to have the chance to sleep with her sister's boyfriend or with her teacher or you know wreck her boyfriend's car like those like those are really extreme circumstances yeah and it's like what girl is really going to go through that but a lot of young girls are probably dealing with you know having strange feelings that they're totally or you know like loving a friend that you know Mm -hmm. or unconditional love like i think all of that like is something that actually girls or just like in general like struggling with your identity like in any way yeah Exactly. And that's, like, that's the main successful. thing she's struggling with is, like, who she, she doesn't know who she is in any way. Yeah. Like, like she's not even sure she wants to continue swimming, right? Yeah. She's thinking about so quitting. Like, swimming is, like, basically her main point. Yeah. Point. It's, like, what she's been doing in her whole life. Like, her older siblings both went to college for swimming, mm-hmm. like, or maybe just her older sister. I can't remember. 
Um, but like if she's you know that's not something she enjoys anymore. It's just yeah, she's used to, and like that's another thing that like all like teenage girls and teenage boys, of course, too. Like, no, are just kidding. To figure out who they are, and so I think that that like Emily is definitely the most relatable. Um, I do like love Arya though. Arya, mm-hmm. I think, is the most enjoyable to read because she, she is, is so, so much fun to read. Confident. I just can't. Her introduction so chapter is so much fun. I love it. It's, it's so, so fun. It's fun. just like who I would like want I would want it to have been slash like still want to be. I agree. I agree. Like, but it's like, yeah, I I was excited reading her character just because like in the show, she's just not quite as interesting. I agree. I would actually argue maybe that Emily's like more interesting. I actually think that some of the personality traits of Arya like got somehow transferred to Hannah. Totally. Like her maybe her like more sarcastic attitude. I think, I think that Arya is like kind of should be the funniest. Or like yeah, because she, she has sort of, like, more of a witty, like, smart sense of humor. Yeah. That sort of, I feel like, Hannah got on the show, at least. But, yeah, Arya, like, in the show, they touch on the fact that she went to Iceland. But it's, like, in the show, it's only a matter of, like, a year, right? Yeah. Since Ali disappeared. Only a year. They shortened the time. Right. So since it's only a year that she's been in Iceland, it doesn't seem like a, such a transformative like journey that she went on but three years is a super long time like especially when you're that young to be away and to be abroad and when it's like you're developing so much at that age yeah so of course yeah I agree it's really interesting how like that is a difference um so yeah I think my favorite is probably Arya um in this book I guess um I am excited to see all of them like how they grow and change honestly I think that Spencer is probably my least favorite just because like I think she is kind of unrelatable. Like, I, I think that, like, maybe... Yeah, I'm just, I agree. Maybe I'm just so unlike her because she is just so, like, dedicated to, like, so many things. She's so competitive. I'm, like... Yeah, I can't really relate to that either. Ever. Like, I just can't imagine being that, like... Especially, like, really with a sibling. I feel like I can't, yeah. like, relate to that really. But I don't know. I'm interested to see if I can relate to her at some point. Because yeah, I, mean, I do, at times on the show, I like I really did like her on the show, so I'm, I don't know how I'll feel later. Yeah, I am interested to see if she kind of like gets like knocked down a peg or something. Mm-hmm. Well, she definitely needs know. to be. She needs to be for sure. And I think that'll kind of happen, though, when the girls become friends again. Yeah, I agree, 100%. Because they really do balance each other out, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm also like really excited to get like more flashbacks of when they were all friends, like in seventh grade, mm-hmm. because um for background for listeners like they weren't like good friends they only recently kind of became a friend group we're not mm-hmm. 100% sure when it happened I think it was like in sixth grade right it's not really like a childhood like from birth friendship yeah, and they like it was kind of weird how they became friends like Allie basically just kind of like showed collected them and picked them to be her friends and like that's, I feel like that's just like really interesting and that's why, like, when Allie disappeared, like, they didn't really stay in contact because they're so different. Yeah, like, Allie was, like, really just the glue that held them together by, like, their secrets. And mm-hmm. that's how she kept them all as friends is, like, by knowing everything about them. Um, What's your favorite um, secret? Or what do you think, this like, the worst secret is? Whose secret is the worst? Um, I think that... They all are really bad, honestly. They all are really bad, but I, I do think that Arya has the worst combined secrets because not only is she like protecting her dad and I mean sorry trying to like protect her mom and also I guess protecting her dad in the same way she is seeing Ezra so I think that like which could put him in jail those two I think is the worst yeah I agree I was gonna maybe say Hannah but I don't know like the police already know she's shoplifted. So it's exactly. like, how much worse can that get? Like, so basically just the only thing life. that could be bad is, like, her reputation. Whereas, like, Arya could really, like, destroy lives with her secrets. Yeah. So I, I think that... And Emily, like, I guess with Maya... But it's like, how big of a deal is that? Like, yeah. I get it's a really big deal personally for her. But if people found out a les- she was a lesbian, they'd be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, at least no, now. I mean, still. yeah, I'm sure it would, like incite some kind of bullying to some extent but like it's not like anyone would go to jail for it or anyone would die over it you know yeah. it's not like a devastating secret yeah and at this point Spencer's only secret now is Ian because her parents do find out about but Ren yeah so it's like okay a older boy kissed you like it's yeah. not okay but like you were in sixth seventh grade like move on you know yeah. 
Okay, now we are going to play a game of Would You Rather. Okay, Emily, would you rather Ezra or Ren? Are we talking dating or? It's really up to you. Would you rather is really a game of what you're willing to do. (laughs) Okay, so Ezra over. It's more just like Ezra or Ren, you decide what that means. Ezra, for sure. In every scenario, every situation. Okay, see, I would say Ezra in some scenarios, probably the more, like, I would give Ezra the hierarchy, but I wouldn't, like, say every scenario, Ezra. So what scenario would you choose Ren? Probably in the same scenarios in which Spencer chooses Ren. <laughs> like when you're – so Sophia walks out. <laughs> Sophia's to listening to this. <laughs> Sophia, Maria's coming after your boyfriend. Oh, God. Okay. Maria's coming after Alistair. <laughs> and Archimedes. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, no one knows what we're talking about now. <laughs> okay but yes i would say most of the time i would choose ezra but i would say like there are some like distinct moments in which i would choose Ren, and i think you can agree with that as much as you try to deny it (laughs) i don't know if i can agree with that in any situation or scenario okay (laughs) i guess we do um okay next question would you rather have melissa and spencer hastings parents or aria's parents Aria's parents, I think. Okay, even even elaborate. With, even with the cheating scandal and all of that, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I would still choose Aria's because I, I just like look at Melissa and Spencer and see how like both of them have come to be like so high strung, so type A. Like I just would not want that upbringing. I would not want that like influence in my life. Like, yeah, I think even though like obviously Aria's dad is like. A scumbag and a scumbag, whatever, whatever. Like I think that they did raise her in like a good environment. Uh So I think I would rather have that. Yeah, I would rather have the. I would rather have the Montgomery's parents because I feel like at least the mom is loving and Mm -hmm. like wants Arya to have a good and and like independent life. Whereas like neither of the Hastings parents are, I feel, are very loving. So like it's better to have one loving parent than none at all. Yeah. I you agree. know? 100%. So it's like I would definitely choose the Montgomery's even though like no matter what you're kind of getting a bad deal. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So now we should do like which one of the liars would you rather be? But let's split it up a little because we kind okay. of know our two answers. Two and two. You yeah. Think? Yeah. So let's do first like would you rather be Emily or Spencer? Okay. Hmm. What is this, like, based on? Like, would you rather – based on, like, what they have at stake or, like, who they are as a people? Um, let's do – So I think we could maybe – I could maybe give two answers. Okay, but that's stupid. Okay. Obviously, <laughs> obviously you could do one of either. Okay, what if we just do, like, in this book specifically, like, their situations in this book? Let's not do overall people. Let's do, like, in this book, who would you rather be? Okay. I hate to say it, but I just feel like maybe Spencer, just because, like, she has less to hide. Like, she, like, her parents already know about Ren, so it's like, yeah, she's, the worst is kind of over, you know? Like, she's, she's gone through, like, the punishment of it all, and, like, she's able to just, like, live her life now, even though it sucks, and, like, everyone thinks she's horrible. And I also think, like, honestly, like, the benefits of having Ren, like, are good enough, you know? And I don't know, I, I honestly do love Emily, like, I've especially special place in my heart for her but I just kind of think like I would in this moment rather be Spencer okay that's interesting because I would say Emily okay because I think that I just can I say one more thing (sighs) what I just feel like (laughs) Emily has like a lot of like inner turmoil that I wouldn't necessarily like wish on myself okay well I will argue that I think that Emily has a lot of inner turmoil that she is now working through but I think that Spencer has a lot of inner turmoil oh my god I can't pronounce this <laughs> turmoil that she has completely buried that's gonna come up a lot later but like she is Ooh, not buried good word buried <laughs> same thing no it's not <laughs> <laughs> that she has not even come, like started to address like obviously her okay. with Ren Annie and like she has a lot of shit going on that she needs to go to therapy for for many many years so I think that, but they like, all do. That's true. <laughs> we all need to go to therapy for the rest yeah, of our lives. Yeah, everyone on this for planet. Sure, actually, 
go to therapy. And, um, but I just, I don't know. Like, I think Spencer is just, like, so high strong. Like, I can't even imagine being in her, like, body or, or situation or, like, an, she's so unlike me that I can't, like, even, eh, whatever. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, whatever. Like, just shit on my answer. Okay, I'm not. Trying, I'm, we have different opinions. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, next question. Hannah or Aria? <clears throat> Ooh, I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but I think Hannah, just because I have a love in my heart for that girl. <laughs> okay, then we're wrong again. I, or- mean, I know you're going to say Arya, and I do honestly, like, kind of wish I was Arya, but, like, I think I'm just more speaking from the heart in that, like, I think I'm more of a Hannah, so, like, that's who I more want to be. It's just because, like, I see myself more as her, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I definitely... D- but I do, like, when I see Arya and I read about her, I'm like, damn, I wish it was like that. But I, I just know it's, like, not really like me. So I'm like, I just, like, Hannah resonates with me, so and I love her, and I will stick by her till the end. Maybe I actually think I'm, like, more of a Hannah, but I wish I was more of an Arya. Like, I don't know. Like, I can't yeah, explain I think, it, but, like... But I think we can agree on that is, like, maybe we're more Hannahs, but, like, maybe we should strive to be more Arias. Yeah. But, I agree. But at the same time, I think, like, they – I know this is, like, ruining the point of the game, but, like, they each have something, like, really significant to offer. And they also all have, like, really big faults at the same time. Okay, whatever. You're waking up tomorrow morning. And we morning all do, as, okay? No, no, you're waking up tomorrow morning as one of them. Pick now. Okay, I guess Arya. No, honestly, no. Hannah. I don't know. You have to pick. You okay, literally have you, to pick. You pick I pick this. Arya. Okay, you know what? Then I pick Hannah because not everyone can be Arya. Not everyone can be Hannah. I know, but you chose Arya, so I chose Hannah. Okay, which is not. You're being mean. <laughs> okay. Um, and just... that's the thing that I can say that Hannah's not. She's nice. Okay, we need to, we need to cut this off before we start fist fighting uh, over here. Fight night. Fight night. <laughs> okay, just on our next episode, it's going to be fight night between. Uh, so this has been the Pretty Little Podcast with Maria and Emily. Follow us at Pretty Little Podcasters on Instagram and follow our publicist slash producer at Megan Done 4 on Instagram. Shout out to Megan for monitoring this episode and assisting us. <laughs> and for being one of the voices in our intro because I am tone deaf and cannot participate in something like that. Yeah, of course. Um, and we will catch you sooner rather than later, hopefully, um, for our next episode with the book next book in the series flawless and we are super excited to keep this podcast going we hope you enjoyed our first episode Thanks please rate and review and follow us and thank you for listening and remember two can keep a seat se- i messed up <laughs> and to remember three can keep a secret if two of them are dead Shh.